The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Many of you remember about five or six years ago, there was a bunch of tornadoes that went through Birmingham, Alabama. And a friend of Medjugorje's nephew lives in a town about 25 minutes away or so. And one tornado went through in the middle of the night, destroyed his house, also destroyed basically practically half of the town. And there was a man whose house got completely destroyed, and the next morning he's looking for his family members, and he has everyone all united, and his daughter is missing. And so he's searching all around the house that's mostly destroyed. He goes out into the street, and his daughter's lying there asleep in bed. So the sheets are not disturbed. Her hair is not even disturbed. She's just lying peacefully asleep there in the middle of the street. So he walks over to her to wake her up. And she's not asleep. She's dead. She looked completely perfectly as if she had just fallen asleep. The tornado just took her right out of the house, took her bed, took everything. Gently laid her in the middle of the street, sucked all the air out of her, and she died just like that. 
We know that in the world there is a storm that is happening that many people are asleep. When a friend of Medjugorje started Medjinomics back in 2009, he was already saying this and had already been saying this for a long, long time. Some people are hiding from the storm. Some people are leaving town. Some people are just simply asleep. But the purpose of Medjinomics has been to show, be a sign and a warning that something is coming, that there is a storm that is already happening in the world. On Medj.com, we get many, many feedbacks from people from every situation of life. We cannot possibly answer all of these feedbacks that we receive. But a friend of Medjugorje wanted to dedicate a portion of the show today, the broadcast today, for the purpose of answering some of the more recent ones that we've received in the last week or so. So that will be some of the content that you will hear today in the broadcast. There's a book I read last year called The Heart and the Fist. It's about a guy who became a Navy SEAL. He writes in one of his chapters that's titled Iraq. He starts off and he says, Each man's boots left an impression in the dust-covered streets as the patrol walked south. We split into two columns, and each column walked a street to the industrial sector of Fallujah. If there was a suicide car bomb operation in the city, there's a reasonable chance that it would be here and we wanted to find it in time. It was March 2007 and suicide car bombs and suicide truck bombs were exploding around the city all across Iraq. As terrorists detonated themselves in a life-ending fireball, the concussive wave from the bombs ripped through the shops and shopkeepers in open-air markets. Worshippers leaving mosques and lines of children standing in the sun. The explosions ripped through the air like a racing line of mirage, followed by shrapnel that tore through arms and legs and lungs and faces. This was sometimes followed by the poison effects of chlorine packed into the bombs. And so they're walking around and they're in the midst of evil. And we're there today. Everything we do, everything we move, everywhere we go, evil's there. Evil in a way that we've never seen before. Mariana, in her book, My Heart Will Triumph, stated in regards to Ali's message, my son and I have a special plans for this parish, talking about Medjugorje. Brianna said, but Our Lady also continually warned the parish that the devil was angry, just like in Iraq, saying in one of the weekly messages, these days Satan wants to frustrate my plans. Likewise, she once told me that Jesus struggles for each of us, but the devil tries to interfere. That's what these soldiers are going. An encounter with the devil. People are so possessed, so demonic, think they're working for God by killing themselves and others. You got to be on guard. That's what I was saying with the parish. You got to be aware Satan wants to frustrate my plans here. Mariana continues The devil, she warned, prowls around us and sets traps. That's what these soldiers ran into. Traps. That would kill. Satan is doing the same spiritually, trapping you 
to kill yourself for eternity. Mariana continues, he tries to divide and confuse us so that we would detest ourselves and abandon ourselves to him. And then she says this, an invisible spiritual war rages around us, but Our Lady is here to help us to win. And so that's the whole purpose of our broadcast. That's the whole purpose of our life. Because we don't talk to you about things of just knowledge, of reading your stories like we just did. Our life is the message. That doesn't mean we're saying our life is a bunch of saints. If I had to describe us, I would say, as I always have, our life is a bunch of sinners. That's who we are, sinners. But we live a perfect way of life shown to us by the Virgin Mary imperfectly. And so a lot of people have questions often about this, and they don't know the slant to take. So they write into us, as Riaz was saying a moment ago, about feedbacks, asking these questions. This first feedback comes from Ireland, and it references a friend of Medjugorje's writing entitled R.I.P. Ireland that he wrote two years ago when Ireland became the first nation in the world by popular vote to legalize perverted, abominable, false civil unions as marriage. So she's referencing that, and I will read what she's concerned with today. Dear friend of Medjugorje, I'm writing this to you sorrowfully to say that R.I.P. Ireland does not even reach the depths of what this country, Ireland, is in now. In the Irish Constitution, the Eighth Amendment deals with the protection of life, a.k.a. anti-abortion. Currently, the government is trying to abolish this in the name of secularism, democracy, and downright evil. The media slash Irish government blasphemes the church and its religious every chance it gets, which is all the time. In current news, in Ireland, the government is pursuing in its plans at creating a new national maternity hospital on the grounds of St. Vincent's Hospital in Dublin. St. Vincent's Hospital land is owned by the Sisters of Charity Order and the current hospital's which is St. Vincent's, morals and ethos are based on Catholic teachings. The current attack on the religious in Ireland, and there is a lot of it, is with the state trying to take control, actual sole ownership of this said land, so that under the guise of promoting women's health, they can have complete control of and carry out abhorrent evils and abominations, killing of the unborn, in vitro fertilization, changing gender, sterilizations, the list goes on. On a quick search on the internet, the first topic page that came up was about 70,000 people who signed a petition to prevent the Sisters of Charity becoming owners of the maternity hospital. The amount of evil in this country is suffocating, and very few people even see it. I feel that Sodom and Gomorrah is nothing compared to how this country is. Abomination is rife here, and if you go against it and stand for Christianity, there are repercussions. I was even nearly fired from my job for just saying I don't agree with such abominations. 
Please pray God's will be done in this troubled place and time. So they're asking for prayers and not so much a question, I guess. But at the same time, it's interesting that when I wrote Natural Law brochure, we put it out that there were, there would be five, six, seven Irish people outside the mission house reading it, saying to our people there in the community, how come nobody's saying this? Why aren't we hearing this? They were actually angry. They would go back and get another group of people, and they'd come read it. I get to Medjugorje right after I write it, and a guide comes to me because I wrote in there, and we did some artwork, a tombstone that said, R.I.P. Ireland, the death of a nation, May twenty second, 2015 A.D., and he came up to me and said, you have no right to say something like that. Ireland is not dead. I said, it's dead. This is right in front of St. James Church. Well-known guide. I've known him for a long time. And he says, you don't have the authority to do that. I, had, I said, I do have authority to do that. He relayed that this is damaging to Ireland. There's a lot of good people in Ireland, et cetera, and so forth. I responded, no nation ever in history of the world, not even Rome, not even Greece, who accepted abominable living, tried to pass a law and say it's okay for man to marry man. And then the resulting conversation that ensued was adversarial, to say the least. And he ended it, said, we will agree to disagree. I don't agree to disagree. I'm not debating anybody. What I wrote, I wrote. And now we have confirmation a couple of two years later, this letter saying it's far deeper now. You were right. I know I was right. Not because I want to be right. I wish I was wrong. I was right because truth. And they just told us. May 2nd, just a few days ago, I am calling you to reveal the truth. And merciful love. You're not being merciful if you're trying to say, oh, Ireland's okay. No, it needs to be shaken. Jesus was severe with truth. And the apostles even tried to mitigate him, say, well, you got to be careful, Jesus. Politically, this isn't going to help you. This is going to hurt your cause. You want to be the king, you got to tame it down. No, we're called to give the truth, yes, with mercy. And it's merciful to have the courage to sit there and write. I'm not saying I'm courageous. I'm binding to do that. Because the lady says, I'm calling you to reveal the truth. If I'm going to be obedient to her, if I'm going to be sincere, humble, and obedient, you have to do what you're shown to do. So the result was the natural law. The front of it says, natural law gives you the authority to defy laws or new referendums, redefining marriage by any authority who tries to enforce it, all people and faiths, especially Christians, are obligated to defy any verdict against natural law. No township, no city, no county, no state, no government, no governor, no king, no leader, no nation, anywhere in the world can pass a law against natural law that any man anywhere has to obey. In fact, you are obligated to defy it when it defies natural law. And so in regard to this, Ireland's going to have to pray up and turn into some cells that are strong 
is willing to do what the early martyrs did. They gave their life. They defied Rome. They defied the world. And they conquered it. This is the only way to do it. The more Christians that educate themselves and teach their children and their families and their friends these truths, like he said, I call you to reveal truth, the sooner the nation will be healed. But Ireland is headed for very serious trouble. What about the United States? There's a lot of people praying in the United States. There's a lot of people professing Christianity. We're on the upswing. Do we get purified? You better believe we will be. But there's no nation in the history of time that ever officially, by popular vote, I know that was rigged. I know some crooked things happened. I know people are oppressed. I know people are very much against it. But the nation, by popular vote, voted for this, basically dooming themselves to the most severe purifications that we don't have the imagination for. And I know there's people in agony. I know there's people there that are good, good people. But you got to realize your nation is dying. Actually, it's dead. I stand behind that. Where do we go with this? On the natural law brochure, I also wrote, marriage is barred to everyone other than one man and one woman. It is exclusive. It is an exclusionary covenant. Marriage is discriminatory by its very nature, by natural law. It cannot be changed. Therefore, we will discriminate. Why? Because Christianity is discriminatorial. We discriminate against sin in ways of the society. Why? Because we can't accept it. We've been taught a, a lie in Christianity that we're tolerant people. No, we are intolerant people, but we are merciful people. There has to be a clear distinction between tolerance and being merciful in revealing truth. You don't go cram it down somebody's throat, but you do show them, this is going to lead you to perdition. This is the reason. And I will not tolerate this behavior in my school system, in my city, in my government. We don't have the strength in our hearts because we're not living the commandments ourselves. And if we violate them, run into confession, that we can stand up with the words and say, no, we don't tolerate this. We are an intolerant people. Diversity, tolerance, accepting things, political correctness is from Satan. And he's prowling around the world. As Mariana said, an invisible spiritual war rages all around us. This is a spiritual war with Ireland. And the spiritual physically will eventually manifest itself. What you're seeing happening now didn't happen yesterday or two years ago or this marriage referendum in May of 2015. Does it just spring up? This is already in the hearts of the people. This was already there. And it became the majority over the people that did want it. But the people that did want it haven't lived the faith this way they're supposed to because they can't conquer us. Because those people and we people now have to become what I just said a few days ago. Only those who are pure, humble, and filled with love sustain the world. So you can say to Ireland, only those who are pure there, humble, and filled with love will sustain Ireland. And they continue with those words. They 
talking about the pure, humble, and filled, and I'm relating it to you in Ireland. You, they, are saving themselves and the world. They're saving themselves and Ireland. And in fact, you can't save Ireland. The only thing you can save for, do for Ireland is resurrect it and begin anew. And so our lady continues to say, therefore you, apostles of my life, spread the faith in the hearts by your example. You're in the Colosseum right now. There's no way for you to go except to our lady's messages. I was reading about a priest in one of the Catholic newspapers just a few days ago that said, our lady came to Lourdes. She came to Fatima and she just really tells us the rosary. She doesn't speak to us about adoration. She doesn't speak to us about the divine office, etc. Which is, He's out of touch. Now, in his defense, he does go on and say, well, it's all kind of in the rosary itself and the meditative prayer because she hadn't spoke about that. He also said that. But what I say is the church has gone centuries with the divine office so that we could be praying continually for the church. But I'm telling you right now something that would be very controversial, not because I'm saying something that's controversial. It's because it's the truth. Priests would be better to drop that tradition now that it's become something without life and say all four mysteries of the rosary, the joyful, the sorrowful, the glorious, the luminous. You as priests and people saying that is where the power is. It's not in the divine office. You say scandalous. How horrible of a thing. I've had people say, I need to be saying the divine office. No. Our lady's telling me what to say. She's here to tell us everything we need right now to save yourself and save the world. It's not the divine office. Scandal. How could this puny guy say such a thing? This has been going on for centuries. It's been going on for centuries and decades after decades of failure and healing the church and protecting the church from its degradation. So no, our lady's not saying say the divine office. She says, say all the mysteries of the rosary. I'm not saying for you not to say it, but I'm telling you, if you want to say that, you be sure that the first thing you do every day is your four rosaries. That's the power and even a priest confronting Sister Lucy in the 60s or 50s, arguing. But the, but the rosary, and perhaps he had the divine office in his mind when he was saying this, and she interrupts him and says, I'm telling you, Father, the rosary will cure everything. There's no problem, no family, no situation that can't be healed or anything in a nation or the world that cannot be corrected with the rosary. It's got a new efficacy, she said. And that was back then. And it's grown even more today. So it said enough, because I know we got a few more feedbacks to read, but it's very important to realize just because we've done something for centuries doesn't mean that the world is the same thing it was for the last centuries. we got a whole new thing in creation that has never existed in creation until we have recently began to genetically modify seeds, animals, 
and plants. These things have never existed. And you parallel that with things in our life and our daily work that man has never seen, that our ladies here to show us how to live saints and be saints and be examples of saints, be in business saintly, run our business operations saintly, show us how to do things in a modern time that nothing applies from the past that shows us this way. That's what we're following. And that's why she said also in the message, a few days ago, it was the same message I've been quoting, May 2nd. I'm calling you to reveal truth. I am praying to my son for you, for your faith, which is all the more diminishing in your hearts. After 36 years, we'd think we'd be increasing in faith. It's not. She's talking to me. She's talking to you. She's talking to a miserable people who's reading this message. Our faith is diminishing because we're putting more in the doctors, more in the medicines, more than in the world, more in the electronics. And we're coming into a new time. This next feedback comes from Tom from Minnesota, and he writes, I've been reading your book, How to Change Your Husband, and have found it to resonate deeply with me, that it is very accurate and truthful. However, the fact that it is published anonymously and contains many anonymous testimonies sometimes causes me to pause and wonder, not about its truthful message, which is apparent in itself, but about whether the testimonies given are genuine and not manufactured. Could you please answer that for me? Also, I'm left wondering why we don't hear more about this take on marital relationships. Was this book the fruit of one person's prayer and experience? Or is this based on Catholic teaching over the ages? Or what? Thanks for your help, and God bless you. Is it a result of prayer and Catholic teachings? Or Catholic teachings? Which one? It's both. I didn't get this or this book laid into my heart without prayer. Our Catholic teachings. And I don't know why he's asking... I'm not really clear about the truth of it when he admits it himself. He says, it is apparent in itself. So then why are you asking me if it's truth? Because truth is always that way. When you hear it, you know it. If you're in prayer, you're going to know truth. I knew to write this in truth. I didn't base it on anybody else's book. I based it on the messages in the Bible and what I felt and what I knew. Not feelings. Feelings based on the commandments. And so you're questioning that about the testimonies. How many times have you read something like Reader's Digest or another story? Names, that, and it's got asterisk at the bottom, says names have been changed to protect the identity of the people. You want to read testimonies about this against the husband or wife or kids or whatever and put the name on it? Of course we keep it anonymous. Why would we not? And then you want to know about my being anonymous and writing it? People have used this against me before. He writes anonymously because he, he don't want to get in trouble or he's ashamed or he's scared. If you don't like what I write, I'll, I'll tell you my name. I'd broadcast it. But these writings, I feel in my heart are epistles, defining Medjugorje into a way of life for people how to walk the messages of the cognition that he's given me when she showed me how to write this book. And that brings notoriety. That brings fame. That brings following. That brings 
spiritual stardom. I don't want that. Why? Because a lady didn't want it. Why? Because they told me October 6th to live in humility. And she said, not with words will you attain what you desire, but through prayer and humility. So humility would be to deny myself any notoriety. I don't care about that. I don't even have the desire for it. I had the desire for October 686 to live that message. To pray and witness is how she started. With your life, not with words. I didn't know I would be doing a lot of writing at that point. Our lady did. But she was saying, don't you ever think your sanctity, your holiness, following me is going to depend on what you write. It's going to be in your prayer what you attain. It's going to be through living in humility what you want and what your desires are. And she said in the message, you will attain your desire. So I don't sign those things for that purpose. And I don't want to get in front of people for that purpose. So the nominee has nothing to do with being something untruthful. Actually, it's truth. And there's been people come to me, even some of the parish priests in Medjugorje, you got to sign your work, you got to do this. I said, no, no, yeah, you do, you have to do that. I said, why? It's because you're signing your work and you're embarrassed by what I do, that I don't take credit for it. I learned a long time ago, you do the work, they get the credit, God gets the glory. So there's no interest on my part for that. And so with your questions, I think that would answer everything. That it's totally accurate. I took this book, sat down with Cardinal Trulio in the Vatican. He was writing the encyclical for the family. He was the head of the congregation of the family. And in this encyclical they were putting together, I knew if we could get this infused, even a few lines into the encyclical, the results would be canceling divorces into the millions across the world. And this was done around 92, 93. Can you imagine if they did that, what happened? So th these thoughts were in 92, 93, 94. It was released in 95. The process wasn't, oh, I'm going to sit and write a book and try to think things. I was learning these things. I was deeper in the way I was raised. I understand these things and matching it with biblical truths. And giving it him, he brought in three or four of his other people. He liked what we talked about. Then they got there. I gave him hundreds of testimonies with names on them. I said, we don't want to make these published, but here's testimonies that this book works. We'd received thousands, literally, of testimonies, but we brought several hundred to show them. What happened? His minions, those meaning minions, who surround the power, played out the philosophical saying, it's not important to know the king, it's important to know the king's subjects. And all these powers, like these coroners, are surrounded by people, and they canceled everything. This is heartbreaking. Because we know by our own experience, by our own cognition, that when we gave this out, when people read that, they repeatedly say, this saved my marriage, or made it work, or made people stay together. By the tens of thousands, we have people coming into this day, the creations, we release this in Medjugorje. We have people driving 10 hours to get the book, How to Change Your Husband. 
we're hearing testimonies in because we put in creation last year and a half ago that people are hungering for this. Just think about that. The church could have put this in the secret, these teachings. And how many millions of marriages were being saved? And you think the church is not sick? I'm sick of what I know that you don't know. Revealing the story to you. Revealing the truth. I'm calling you to reveal the truth. That's a truth. I'm telling you, if Cardinal Trulio would have took the bull by the horns and put this out and covered that in secret, I'm telling you, there literally would be millions of people that are together that are not and drug addicts that is a result of the kids' murder, sin, perdition. And you don't think we're in trouble. And you want to doubt. How can you doubt? How can you? Why do you have doubt about this book? If you say it's apparent, it's truth. You, you answer your, your letter yourself, Tom, and start spreading it. This comes from Oakdale, Minnesota. She writes, and again, she's, she's writing to Medj.com. She says, could you please tell me if Caritas of Birmingham is good? I have been reading their material for years. Also, do the visionaries go there? Please help me once and for all. Thank you. Why don't you just answer that, Joe? Is, is Caritas good? Joan, you live here. Uh, uh, you, you answer it. Well, Caritas has been here for 30 years or more, and we see on a very regular basis every day, from the phones to the mail that comes in to feedbacks, to the materials going out, that people are being changed, converted, brought back to the faith, brought healing to their families, brought deeper into prayer, moved to become more active in the church, becoming witnesses for Our Lady, her way. So I guess my question is, is that good? That's the fruit of this mission. That's the fruit of the writings from a friend of Medjugorje. Is Our Lady here? Do the visionaries come here? Maria has come here for the past 30 years, repeatedly. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have been in the presence of Our Lady. Our Lady has done here things in the apparitions here that she's done nowhere else, wherever she's gone, even things that she has not done in Medjugorje. So Maria herself is a testimony to what Our Lady's done here. We are with her often in Medjugorje, and she so many times in our presence speaks about the community to bishops, to priests, to groups from all over the world, telling them about the way of life, that this community lives here in living the message. And she's been convinced, I think, in this way through seeing Our Lady always so positive here, always with joy, happiness, with giving special blessings, special things that she does here, as I said, is nowhere else on earth. So anything else is a question in your heart we simply always say, go to Our Lady. Ask her to bring you peace about what she's doing here. If the fruit's not good enough, if the apparitions and what she says and does in them still doesn't 
settle your heart, then go directly to Our Lady and ask her that question. Is Caritas of Birmingham good? See what she says to your heart. I'd like to add to that. You cannot reconcile that question with no Caritas is not good with the good that is appearing in what she's done up to the last apparition. I want to say real clearly that Our Lady's made it very plain. These are the last apparitions on earth. The reason for that is because we're going to have everything that there'll never be another need for apparitions. And she's going to leave here a residue of efficacy, of, of power, new power, that she can be dealing with us as a mother on the earth. Referencing that to many messages, one of them, which she says, when I no longer appear, my eyes and heart will still be here. We experience miracles with Our Lady. Medjugorje is the crescendo of all apparitions. It's the end. It's her Jerusalem. It's from that point where the plan for the world and its salvation to be saved by us being humble, pure, and with merciful love and save the world until her son comes back because we're in a position that man has never been before to destroy the earth. And sin is what causes that. That said, the visionaries have been all over the world, from Russia to China to every, every, every little place you can imagine, little villages no one's ever heard of before. Out of all those thousands of apparitions, none of those places have any designation of importance because of the apparition. They were following the visionary. When Our Lady came here, within a short while, she said, I am here to help you. I was being told, you're trying to make a shrine. You're trying to do this. You're trying to make something there. And Our Lady comes up and answers the question. I'm here. H-E-R-E, to help you. Subsequently, when Maria left after three months, it would be five years or so before she comes back, Maria. She came back for three days. We were under such an intensity of persecution. You're making something out of that because Our Lady appeared there when she was just following Maria. Well, we got the November 24th, 1988 message. I am here to help you. And from this spot, she says, I'll intercede. I'm adding from the spot because she said at that point afterwards, I will intercede for all your intentions before God. So people started coming to the field. They were coming to the bedroom. We've had 100,000 people over, well over, this moved to our bedroom. Many, many, many conversions. So we go five years later, the intensity had grown so much against this place, against me and what was happening and my wife and our family. And the community had just started right before that. It's fledging. Our Lady asked for that in 88. And you know what the first words Our Lady says over the bed after us going through all this about we made something that shouldn't be here? Our Lady said, she smiles immediately, Maria said. And she says these words, appearing over the bed, I am happy to be here. We broke down because I even began to doubt myself. Maybe I am trying to do something because I wasn't forcing it. I wasn't promoting it. 
It was stuff running. It was running on its own energy from the apparitions. Subsequently, for those who have any doubt if Caritas is good, you cannot say that and think it is not good when you go look at every apparition up to recently. Our lady has appeared here on the geographic grounds, the place, I'm saying geographically. She's appeared more than one time in one day. Where does that happen? Where do you have that? Only in Medjugorje. Nowhere else. I've never heard of any other place where a lady's come a second time the same day. That's happened several times. Our lady's done many, many things here. She's spoken about things. She gave messages here as no other place outside of Medjugorje. That's Maria's words, even in 1988. Subsequently, Our Lady comes up and gives us a blowout message every now and then. One of the most recent ones that really blew us all away, Maria started crying. Maria has heard every story, everything, everything you could hear, every disease, every sickness, every close friend, all kinds of things. She she don't have emotions, but she's not hardened, but she's she's heard everything. She starts crying when Our Lady gave this message. She was so moved. Paula, her husband's even told me that he was telling his confessor one time that we, we like this one place where our lady has done many things. What I want to say to you is there's only one other place outside of Missouri that has geographically been touched by the last apparitions on earth, and it will go down in history. When the church accepts Missouri at the appropriate time, because it's not supposed to be now, that this is what two of my bishops have told me. You have something bigger than Fatima there. And so we know that. We see that. We believe it. Not because we want to make it that way. Our Lady has done that. We can't erase what she's done. We can't erase all the stories and the, and the beautiful things and, and the smiles and, and the, the extra graces she's put here. This is the apparition site, sacred for a purpose that is a billboard to Medjugorje. It doesn't supplant Medjugorje. It doesn't take over Medjugorje. It's in union with Medjugorje as a satellite that she started because she wanted to have a place that she could establish something and show the messages manifested into a way of life. Because when she leaves, she's got to have the model, the writings, the physical living of that, as a witness for other people to do the same, because the world is going to be covered with Caritas. Not Medjugorje, because Medjugorje is away from it. Medjugorje is turned into a city. It lost it. It lost a great way of life. We're gone and lost the city life and what was there to the grand way of life. And yet, we're very, very high tech. Not in our homes, but our mission. We've got the latest equipment, the best, the greatest. You could say, oh, we got to have the best. You better believe we do. Why? Because we work for the best. We want the things that's going to be the most productive, the most advantageous for PR, public relations for lady. And Maria's husband said that one time. You're a PR for the message. Walking around the grounds, he saw that. Maria sees it. Nowhere outside of Medjugorje has happened what has happened here. And you don't have the reflection to look and say, wait a minute. It's just like a friend from New York said, I've heard everything. I've seen everything. But Our Lady was here. 
That's all she needed to know. Why do you need any more about that? Why, if you sit there and judge something here bad and you don't see it, when you don't realize we're actually on the precipice, a cliff, you might want to say, that we're jumping into something, that is going to cause a crash because a witness explode in the way we do our operations, there's going to be a witness to the world. I like said, October 6, 86, praying by your life witness. She's not asking me to do this. This is a personal message. She didn't ask me to do this without putting me in a position to be a witness. I didn't create my position. God did. I didn't create the authority I have. My authority is from God. I feel it. I see it. I was the hardest to convince it. I was the hardest to convince that this was going to be a special place. I was the hardest to convince that a lady was doing something with me and my family. I was the last one. I tried to give it over to the priest, other people. I want somebody else to run it. I was always the hardest to be convinced. But once I'm convinced, I'm not ashamed at all because I know it's God's will. I know it's God's plans. And God has plans to use this place to define Medjugorje, to the world, and to the, all the future ages to the end. They will look at this place and what a lady did with the people and what she turned them into so that all the world would be caritas. You say, oh, all the world be Medjugorje. Medjugorje is an example too, going the wrong way. And in some ways, it's destined to happen because Satan is so powerful. We went the other way, and we are what Medjugorje is supposed to be true to and about. And so we're way over time on our feedbacks. We have more. And perhaps we can do some things in the future where we have just one program just for feedbacks and answering questions like this. Medjugorje, of course, is about getting out of the economy and the miraculous Medjugorje around that was designed to put your savings into, it's important to get that. It's part of our witness. It's part of what we're showing to do. We're showing the business sides of things in the spiritual life. How do you run your business? How do you run your finances? How do you run your family? How do you run your school? How do you run your operations? How do you use material things? All for the glory of God. And that's what the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round is for. This is to turn your funds, your money, your savings into conversion. At the same time, you can keep it and preserve it. Our Lady is here to change the world with many, many new things, with evangelization efforts that's never been seen in the world before. That's what Caritas is. And Caritas is good because in Latin it means love and charity. And that's what this place is about because love has come here. And she's been very charitable with us. An example of what can be done with sinners who are repentant and who live and sacrifice their life for the salvation of the world. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered.
It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two, two thousand.